0: Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, Explorers. I'm Pamela Ricchia, and this is episode number 202 of the podcast. It's the 5th of November, 2019, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a beautiful conversation with Liza Swale about unschooling and connected relationships. She shares some amazing stories of trusting, being open, and following the flow. We also dive into what she's learned about staying connected with her two children who have very different needs and personalities and how they prioritize connecting as a family. But before we dive in, I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now, let's listen to my conversation with Liza. Welcome, I'm Pamela Rikia from livingjoyfully.ca, and today I'm here with Liza Swale. Hi, Liza. Hi. So happy to be here. Yay, I'm so excited to have you here. Just as a bit of an introduction, I first met Liza, it was three years ago now, wasn't it, at that one of the in-person childhood redefined summit events. Mm -hmm. And I've enjoyed staying connected with you and seeing little glimpses of your family online ever since. So as I said, I'm really happy that you agreed to come on the podcast and talk about your family's unschooling experience with us. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family?
1: Absolutely. And, and as a, again, thank you for having me. I'm so honored <laughs> to be here. Um, so yeah, so we're a family of four. Um, I'm Liza, as you said, and I'm from Canada, which becomes important. Um, my background is in theater and dramatic literature and law. Um, My husband, Luke, he's from New Zealand, um, and his background is in um, dairy farming, grass-fed farming, agriculture. Um, And we met in England. Um, By way of just quick background, um, I took a year off of law school between first year and second year, and uh, decided to consolidate my interests of theater and law, which are two very different topics. Spent six months out in the mountains working in the arts, and then went and spent the rest of my time in London traveling Europe and working as a paralegal. And very shortly after I arrived there, I met Luke. And, you know, then the whirlwind, you know, everything. <laughs> you know? And once my, my time was done, you know, we did the long distance thing. And I went there. He came here. And in the end, we've been married for almost 18 years. So uh, he immigrated here. Uh, at that time, I was still finishing my law degree. And it just seemed like the right thing to do. Um, and so, from that, we have our el- our oldest is Finn. He's thirteen, um, and he loves all things computer, gaming, programming, anything technology wise. Uh, he just loves it. Um, and cats, he loves cats. cats. <laughs> <laughs> and Forest, um, Forrest is eight. That's our daughter, um, and she loves all things uh, nature, and um, she loves imagination play. I, it's now clear to me why I have a theater degree because she it, it's really just for us We <laughs> spend our days our family often just play acting it's a lot of fun um and so she's she's our, our our nature girl and other than YouTube has no interest for technology um and then we have two house cats fish oh my goodness seven pigs uh 15 cows 25 sheep 50 laying chickens uh two llamas Oh my goodness! uh lots of animals uh, right menagerie is who we are, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that makes up your whole you you guys operate a farm,
1: yeah, we do yeah, yeah yeah, and and that's kind of part of our journey, you know it's so very much a part of our journey, but yeah, currently at that this point that that makes up our farm, but the way we kind of farm there our family and and everyone has a name, and everyone has a personality, and and they're very close and dear to us. So yeah, absolutely, they make part of part of the circle of who we are.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, I loved hearing a little bit more detail about the. I didn't. I didn't know how you and Luke had met. So that is
1: very. Cool. <laughs> it's a funny story because most people, well, they assume it's traveling, but they're often like, "Oh, England, like, uh yeah." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> meet there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So from there, um, how did you discover homeschooling, unschooling, and what did your journey make like?
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of an interesting and long <laughs> when I realized story, but it's it's uh, so enmeshed it with so many things. Um, just by way of background, uh, I myself am very um, type of person who's go with my instinct kind of person. I'm very intuitive, and when I know something's not right, I I you know, that's why I took the year off of yeah. between first year and second year of law school. It's very much me, and thank goodness I did. I met my husband, you know. Um, so I've kind of always been that type of person. And uh, Luke's an incredible partner has always supported me 100%. Um, and our journey actually starts back when I was in law school, and just after I took a job in corporate litigation in downtown Toronto, mm-hmm. and I was literally in the rat race, suits every day. Um, just doing the thing, you know, um, and it, during law school, I had actually done a focus on indigenous law, um, but got swept up in the, uh, you know, possible successes that corporate law would give me. And I went on that route. I, it, it quickly just ate away at me and I quickly realized that this was not for me, um, none of it. (laughs) And I went home one day and I said to Luke, I just can't do this anymore. I just can't, I can't deal with the facelessness of corporate law. I can't, I don't care about any money. I don't care about any success that they think. I just can't do this. Um, and he said, okay, I went great and walked away, uh, with nothing in front of me. And so, and from that shortly, very shortly after that, a girlfriend of mine, uh, was renting skis to a gentleman And got in a conversation with him. And he just happened to be a lawyer from Ottawa who had just taken a year off his legal practice to tour North and South America meeting various Indigenous elders throughout. And he was traveling with an Algonquin elder, all these wonderful things. And he was coming back and starting this practice to do work in this area. Um, And she's like, no way, my friend. (laughs) And I've now been practicing with him for 15 years. Wow! Why this is important to this is he was also unschooling his kids. Uh, At that (laughs) time, I know, but at the time, were eight and three. So, um, yeah. So this this move to from this to this opened up our world to unschooling. Um, Didn't stop there. (laughs) Uh, Shortly after that, um, a high school friend of mine moved into the area who you know, uh, Glenna, Jim, and their girls, Persephone and Olive. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, Persephone, I guess, was five, and Olive was two and a half. And they had always unschooled. You know, that, not only had they always unschooled, they were very passionate about the subject. They were very um, involved. And uh, Glenna is a wealth of information and resources. And we had already established a relationship. So this was our world. You know, this was our world. We're now we're going to raise a family. This is great. Well, in conjunction to that, the residential school settlement agreement came down in Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, anyone can Google and find out about that. But what meant was I was required uh, to work a lot and travel a lot for a period of time, um, which kind of created this this glitch in whether or not we could have this wonderful unschooling world with our kids. Luke at the time had gone into construction and didn't have the confidence in himself at that time to, to, to take it on. Mm -hmm. Um, He incidentally also had a moment where he came home and said, this is not for me. I can't do this anymore. I've got to quit, you know, working. And of course I said, okay, which you'd think would open up the possibility of us then undergoing this. But as I said, you know, for Luke, he wasn't confident in the process and his role in it. Mm -hmm. And so we sent Finn to school um, when I say it like that, because we were the anomaly, you know, the people that we had grown up, we had just immersed our whole family in unschooling, you know, from the beginning, because that was our world. And here we are going, what are we going to do? Um, so Finn went to school. Now, back then, school was part time for junior kindergarten and that sort of thing. And how we kind of applied these principles as best we could in the system is we did a bunch of, we compromised. So for us, we said he would, as long as we use this and we're here, um, he would never know grading. He would never, um, we would never think twice to pull him from school to do any activity. We would make an effort and a point to go and travel as a family in the winter and reconnect that way. Um, and uh, we would never, ever force homework. So these were kind of our principles. This is how we went to bed at night and oh said, okay, this God. is how we're going to do the system. Yeah. Um, and we, he went to a, a small country school, and they were wonderful with us. And in fact, in his, the final year, his grade three year, his final year he was there, he was only going two days a week. And he would come in often and teach the class things that he's been learning <laughs> while we were out living. Um, so it, so it was funny because he actually excelled in the system. Um, but then, not but, then <laughs> Forrest came along. Um, and she came along at a time where Luke wasn't working. He was at home. Um, Finn was at school. And I was working and traveling at least two to three times a month to to different communities, but working from home when I was there. So then I had forest and I didn't stop working. So it became my family traveled with me <laughs> to all these different places. At one point I had two weeks of court and I would literally stop court for to breastfeed. <laughs> and it, it was a wonderful, the, the, the wonderful thing is working in the area of law I do is very flexible yeah. and it's a different, it's not the corporate world. So that sort of thing was, was not frowned upon but it was crazy it was a crazy time for all of us and and it finally came to the point where we knew it wasn't good. my work wasn't going to be forever we knew that the agreement was going to end everything was going to end what did we want mm-hmm. and at that point luke had been renting land across the road from us growing some chickens And uh, he and Forrest were, that's what they would do. You know, they would just hang out with the chickens on the land and do this. And it was really filling his soul. And we were on a trip to New Zealand. See, it's such a long story, but it's (laughs) good. Oh, it's good. It's good. (laughs) (laughs) We were on a trip to New Zealand and we got a call from the family of the owner of the land he was renting and she had passed away. Mm-hmm. And in her will had willed us the rights of first refusal of a hundred acres severed off her property to start a farm. I mean, this is across the street from our house.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so
1: at that point, you're literally feeling destiny slapping you in the face saying, you know, now's the time. <laughs> it's now, it's now, or never. And we really um bought the land, made it happen, um, and literally decided to build a farm from the land up, uh, a sustainable life. And part of that, and almost the whole example of it is unschooling, right? Um, The whole endeavor itself is illustrative of this world um, of learning and growing and living in the moment. And so how could we not have the kids involved in that? How could we not? You know, so the kids never went back after Christmas and we've never looked back, but oh. it's in quite the crazy journey, when I sat down to write, I'm like, Oh yeah, we did. didn't
0: we? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. I have goosebumps from listening. No, that's, that is amazing. And that's the piece too, right? Is I love how open you guys were not, not only to your, yourselves and realizing when things weren't working and to each other and accepting each other where they were where each of you were at various points in the journey and also open to the things that were around you and the possibilities you know maybe you didn't make that 100 acres work or whatever but right. you considered it it wasn't like oh my gosh no that's just too out there right and 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 refuse it immediately you know what i mean yeah. because you're right that is so indicative of the unschooling life right of just noticing the possibilities around you, letting um, your thoughts and what 's going on for yourself bubble up you know that that self awareness piece is so important the connecting with with the people around you, like your family you 're living together and everyone is a part of it, no matter their age, right? So, I mean, that's what I was, I, I was loving the whole story. The life didn't matter because it was the flow of it, right? It wasn't. The unschooling flow of that, that was so spectacular.
1: Well, it's in, you know, and I've never really mapped it out. This has been yes. such a journey for me here, having this conversation because I haven't really stopped to reflect. And when I do, it's been exactly that, trusting, trusting in in what brings joy, really, mm-hmm. and uh, recognizing when it doesn't and uh, finding out how to shift that. And really, it, trust is huge. Um, and but it's also knowing that no matter what, you there's always an answer. There's a you know you're going in the right direction, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: yeah. and it's undeniable when this when that happened. <laughs> it was undeniable. It was like okay, we'd be fools to say no. What are we doing?
0: Yeah, we'd, yeah. No, and, I I love that piece of that piece of the trust and the you know, it's okay not knowing in that first moment where things will go but that it feels good. And you know, we talk about following the joy and it seems so cliché when you just hear it. But in the moment, you know, it's it's a really valuable way of looking at things, isn't it? And I I I loved through your story, you know, when you talked about where you said, you know, corporate law just isn't for me. You came to that conclusion, but you in no way just the person you were six months earlier who was in that and same with when Luke you know and finally said you know what construction's not for me because it's all part of our journey it's all us learning more about ourselves right by trying things out and doing them and seeing what happens
1: exactly exactly and it's funny because that for me was kind of when I took that year off between theater and law yeah. it's exactly kind of where I went I'm like okay well, it's, I'm in a completely different world. Well, let's give it a go. Let's not imprint it with what I might, you know, what I did before or feel any loss or anything or out of place or anything like that. Let's just go with it and find your spot in there, you know. And that's, and as I reflect, that's exactly how the, the journey and the flow has gone. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's beautiful. So as you think about um, de-schooling, you know, and, and it'll be interesting to hear um, from, from your perspective, because as you said, you had met, you know, you were almost surrounded by closely with unschooling families around you. So I'm curious about what you found um, one of the more challenging aspects of de-schooling, of transitioning from more conventional thinking when you started to experience this other way, of this other lifestyle, basically, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and you're absolutely right. I mean, at the po- at this point in our life, um, when we basically my whole time with my children, I am surrounded by people who are principal attachment parenting, unschooling, all of these things. So when we went into school, it was kind of like, wow, okay, we're learning a whole bunch of new stuff here. You know? <laughs> we had not even seen kids who had p- interacted really that were, that were schooled or anything like that. So and our friends were older, they were older. So we had witnessed kids anyway, it was very yeah. hard. And um, I, I feel deschooling for, for me and my family didn't actually happen until we embraced unschooling completely. Um, did anything even bubble up? It's almost like I, when I was going through the system and thing, there, it didn't come up. We were comfortable with the compromises we made and the things we were doing, and that outshadowed any expectation the school system might have had. We were just above it all. We're good, right? (laughs) Um, And then we took it all on ourselves, and all of a sudden, whoa, okay. Um, But where I found, Finn has always been someone we've just needed to support. He's always been extremely... he, he's, he, he's, he loves to think. You know, he's a, he's a thinker. He likes to work things out. Um, he's always had, he's been very driven, always had his passions. Forest has been where this has come up to play because she learns differently um, and as simply as dealing with reading. Mm-hmm. She's eight um, and we've had a bit of a, a journey about that and I found that's where it's crept up um, are these areas of conventional thought um you know your child is 8 she should be reading you know that sort of thing and that's where i find i'm really doing a lot of work and it's not a lot of work i just notice it bubbles up i feel and it bubbles up for me is feeling an urge to take the initiative you know yeah. um and that's more
0: control right
1: right right and i find i do these funny little things uh, where i'm very obvious <laughs> <laughs> and oh yeah because I'm excited for her to read too like this is you know, I'm really excited but I I really want it to be her journey um but I'll you know start to randomly put um uh riddles around the house located thinking oh well she's going to come and give me the answer or, you know what have you but then I realize that that's that's really me um not allowing her her moment but trying to initiate this um and some kids it would work great for her it doesn't it does the complete opposite um so that 's where I kind of pivot, and where Luke and I had where we 've kind of discovered the best for us is if we if we um uh, we've learned to uh, inspire right rather than set expectations for others or ourselves so that 's where my creativity comes in is once i 'm doing these things she 's my shadow she 's going to be there, and for us it's it's Taking the moment when it comes, um, no matter how fleeting, um, in in enjoying that moment and exploring that moment, rather than initiating them. You know what I mean?
0: Oh my gosh, I do. And that is a beautiful, beautiful insight, really. Because so there was there was two aspects there that I wanted to bring up. One was like when you were talking about putting the riddles up, right? Yeah. Like you said, that could be fun for some kids right. but the realization was that you were doing that more for yourself than because it was something you thought forest would really enjoy. So you realize that was more about you than about her. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's beautiful. And that's a great little way, like just a question to ask ourselves, you know, is this inspiration or is this me putting, something out there to satisfy, um, something that I'm feeling off about. Exactly. Right. Cause there's a, when we're feeling off about something, it's not to ignore it, but it's to work through it because it's our work to do, right. right. Not to put things out to try and convince them to do work. That's going to make us feel more comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that is an amazing observation that helps you, helps you realize like, who is this for? Who is this for? If it's for them and you think that's something they're going to enjoy, and then you watch and see, do they enjoy it? Do they have fun with it? Then you do more with it. So I love that piece. And and then that, the other thing you were talking about is, you know, back to that whole story and the flow at the beginning is being open to the moments. I remember I've talked and written about on the blog how it's not about, um, like you said, initiating things so much as it is being open and available and around to engage when something comes up. Yes. Right. That being available for that engagement when they're in that moment, that's when it is just, I mean, it's great for the relationship. It's great for the connection. It's also great for their learning because that's where they are in that moment. They want to have that conversation about something that came up. And it's in those moments where, you know, your kind of, your brain kind of explodes, right? You go, oh yeah, you know, this is it. But it can't be my timetable. It's their timetable and their pace, right? At the, the In the foundation of unschooling, right?
1: Absolutely, uh, right, yes, yes. And that for me has been, the, the one element of de-schooling that has really um, made itself evident. And it's just respecting and recognizing. And it's exciting. It's I love discovering, you know, when it happens, the connections, right? I love those moments. I'm so excited for those moments. I live for them, right? They're, it's really great. Um, and I have... Um, exactly that discovered that you can't create those moments. They just happen. They really do. And you have to allow now you can, you can make them last a little longer.
0: <laughs> um, but not know, taking them over. Right. When because right. if we get too much into it and, and we take over, then that's our control piece coming in. Then we start directing. It becomes more about us than about them. Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. But I think if you're in, yeah, if you're both in the moment, it will last, you know, it will, it will, it will take its time. You know? Yeah.
0: So, uh, I mean, that's part of the consideration when, you know, so many of the conversations about, you know, when we talk, it, it's such an interesting dance. Dance is going to be my best metaphor for it because yeah. you want to be open and available for those moments, you know, to say, you know, I don't need to do the dishes right now. You want to chat about the story that you were just listening to in your audio book or something anything, right? Yeah, Yeah. That how important and valuable those moments are when we're choosing unschooling as a lifestyle, as a a way for learning, as a way for living. And you see those bright spots of joy in your life and you want to take the opportunity to um, live them (laughs) when they present themselves, right? Absolutely. And then that, then that's, you know, also with the the tenant, the the say yes always kind of mantra that people get confused about, and then and and you say you know we bring ourselves to the moment, and if we really need to do whatever it is we're doing, it's okay. But for me, the realization of what I was giving up so often, I would choose to have a a wonderful life moment with whoever, whether it's my 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 spouse or my kids or whoever came up, I I got to a point where that was almost always, if possible, my first choice, not in a martyrly sense, but because I knew this was also really good for me, right? Because those moments are just so darn fun, aren't they?
1: Absolutely. And it's, it's funny because you mentioned like as, as much as we do want that connection, too. I think it's a good point because there is as much it's for you as they are for them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, through that, I'm seeing her grow. I'm seeing her move towards reading. I'm watching it unfold at her own pace, you know, and I'm trusting in that process because I'm making those connections at that time. And had I just brushed over it or not seen it, and not you recognize that maybe I my doubt would grow, you know, and I would come back sooner than not putting riddles around the house, you know?
0: Right. right? And, and that builds, this is leading us perfectly into the next question, but, <laughs> yeah. but that builds a disconnect, right? If we Absolutely. more often, you know, say no or, or later, because mm-hmm. later, yes, you may come back, but you might not get the same engagement because they've also moved on. Right from whatever that moment was, and then you know a little bit less about them if the number of times you engage lessens over time, and and then you just kind of spiral away from each other a bit more, and then that's when you feel the need to reach back in with some control, and could, because you're trying to start force that connection a little bit more instead of being receptive to when it appears. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: okay, so i that's what I want to talk about next was <laughs> strong connected relationships with our kids that are so valuable for unschooling to flow, like we were just talking about um so that I guess that's one way. The question was can you share some ways to nurture <laughs> those connections and saying yes and being available <laughs> when <laughs> when they're excited to share something with you is definitely one of those. I was wondering if you had uh just some other um i guess tips, but ways that, that you find helpful to nurture your connection with them.
1: Yeah. Well, I I think what's important to note for us too, um, no, just by way I've been, actually my work has been right down, right down, down part time for the past four, almost five years. Mm -hmm. So we've actually transitioned out of that and we're completely on the farm sustaining our life. Um, so, which is great because it's, but what it means is that our life, um, and work, and everything is there's no very thin line if at all between the two um and we love it we love it we love that because it's all about the journey for us and it's all about living and learning day by day not only the kids luke and i all of us together all of these things so for us connection is just unbelievably important um It really is. And it's not only for us and the kids, it's for Luke and I, it's for all of us as a family, um, in order to keep the flow going. Um, and, and so we actually do make a point of it. Um, and we make a point of a few ways. Forrest, as I said, Forrest is our shadow. So she's, um, always with us doing either myself or with Luke. She loves interactions. Um, and for us we just have always embraced this idea of inspiring uh the kids through our actions and so for us it's always inviting we're always inviting them to come along what are we doing come you want to come you want to come you know come with us let's do this and we're excited about it because we're learning and applying things and they're excited about it because we ask their opinions and observations and and through that they either like it or they don't. Finn is not interested in that whatsoever. Um, His enjoyment and love and passion very much involves his space in his game room. Um, And so for us to maintain connections with him, it's very much is a conscious effort on all of us um, to say we need this connection. He comes out probably um, 20 times a day for random hugs. That's his thing. He just loves to just come and just get a hug. And then he goes back. Yeah. Um, or he'll randomly come out and tell us things. We're all going there and connect. Um, but for us, it's very much making that effort with him um, and vice versa. And that's something we've, we've, we've talked about um, as a family, about this need for all of us to embrace him. Um, but we also need to keep this connect so we can feel we're part of that world, um, and and vice versa. As um, it's forced a little easier because she's always there, um, and the opportunity is always there. The other um, the other thing we consciously do as a family, and it's funny because we we live together, work together, we do everything together, and this idea of oh my goodness, you still need to connect. <laughs> <laughs> We do, and we really do. And every year we do, we travel. We make an effort to to because we're so grounded and connected to the land here. Um, we need to be free. We need to go release ourselves of that. Wherever, if it's you know three weeks, great. If it's a week, if it's whatever, we need to get away. And that's really where our family connects, <laughs> but on a whole a different level. And we're recharged and. When you live this life, it's really just living. And so you never, when you're connecting constantly and you're connecting through life and living, you take it for granted in some ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is great because you're in the moment in the flow. It's wonderful and you're, you're all connecting and acknowledging each other's needs and working through things. It's not always a wonderful journey, you know, but... Yeah, yeah no. It is. <laughs> But you're ta- you are you get into this rhythm of taking it for granted in certain ways. So when we shift it up and say, instead of Christmas presents, instead of all this, we're going to put that into going away. And that's going to be our, our memory of the holidays. We're going to get off the farm. We're going to not worry about the animals. We're going to not worry about that. And we're just going to be. And that has been a huge, huge gift to us. When your daily life is just all about connection. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. Um, no, that's, that is a really great point in that it, there is something about, well, number one, you're paying attention just to see, like, it's when you're living together all the time, um, just to notice, like, if the connection has become a bit more rote or routine, you know, so that everybody's kind of doing the things, but, um, you can sometimes notice that you're, you're not getting a little bit deeper because everybody's got, and, you know, it, it, that's not necessarily bad. Everybody's got their flow and everybody's flowing easily. And then at some point it's like, huh, you know, haven't heard anything particularly new or whatever for a while. Uh, that's all part of the, the flow and the self-awareness. But there is just something so fun about um, changing up environments for it. For a bit, right? Yeah. I mean, it really gives you another opportunity to to take that connection to a new place. And then it's just, it just takes on a bit of a new life for a while, doesn't it? You've got new things to be talking about, to be working through, to be experiencing, experiencing together. Like you guys are still together, right? Yeah. But it's it's in this fresh, fresh. Maybe that's it just refreshes it for a bit, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, it's experience together too, right? It's the idea of living and laughing and and embracing joy and and doing all of these things that we've done. But we also are very seasonal in our existence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We've just come off summer. Summer's wonderful. I mean, Forrest attends every farmer's market. She can and has since she's been able to vocalize it. She just loves it. It feeds her soul. And she has a whole little world around that. Um, And there's lots of connection there but we, but it's busy. It's a busy time. Yeah. Um, and to be able to kind of disconnect interestingly from that mm-hmm. and, and make a conscious effort to say, okay, now we're just going to be, you know, together exploring, adventuring, um, which is very much Luke and my route, right? That's how we met. Yeah. yeah. That's very, we're gypsies at heart in that way. <laughs> um, so it's, it for us, it's very important to, to show the kids that. And, uh, and yeah, a fresh, absolutely fresh connection on different levels um and it just it just kind of renews or recharges, um yeah, where you're just you're living <laughs> which is great, but you know, there can be little arcs, dont you know arcs to that?
0: <laughs> well, you know what, I love that piece too, because I for a second, I'd forgotten there. I didn't make the connection, you know, that you you and Luke met through travel and travel is something that is interesting and exciting for you guys, right? And to be able to bring that aspect with you um, to the family and bring that to the family is awesome. And, you know, for some people who uh, maybe aren't as interested in travel, et cetera, but you can still, you can bring fresh, um, environments and takes. you may just choose to do them in different ways i know when the kids were young we used to do <laughs> we'd do little vacation like weekends in into <laughs> toronto into the into the city right and you'd just go you know stay one night at a hotel and and we'd just go visit maybe just walk around harbor front or cuz this <laughs> this was different for them right from where we were living you know so it's fun to think about bringing just fresh, freshness to your days every once in a while, when you're feeling a need for that. I just wanted to mention that, you know, in case people have been, you know, thinking that freshness meant, you know, having to make big changes or whatever, but you know, there's so many ways to bring that in if if that's something that you're feeling, even, you know, even bringing it into your home if your kids aren't interested. Anyway, yeah, I, I just really liked that aspect of of seeing your connections in new ways, right?
1: Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It's like we, the other, um, this summer, we went to visit my parents, and instead of driving, we took the train. Yeah. Just, but just kind of <laughs> of because it, it was fun and we could and it was just something different instead of being on the road, for, you know, in the car. Um, and it was fun. My kids don't get on the train often. So the whole time it was a wonderful experience and adventure, uh, which meant nothing but just a different way of transport.
0: <laughs> you know? Oh, yes. Yeah, Brilliant. That's that is a great example because we can get in our little ruts, for lack of a better word, just the way we always do things you know yeah. we always go to this library or we always go to this grocery store or we always drive to go visit our grandparents you know there are always ways to shake things up a little bit if if that would be fun right yeah. and and so often it it just it, fresh go back to fresh it it just <laughs> brings like a fresh aspect to the day it's like oh look i have to go find this somewhere different everybody's just got kind of new eyes on what could be a more mundane experience right yeah Yeah. So another key aspect um, of unschooling is supporting our kids as they pursue their interests. And you've talked a a bit about Finn and his uh, tech and gaming interest. Um, That also helps a lot with that trust and connection. Like you were talking about him, him coming out to connect with you, you guys going in to connect with him and how that flows. And so I just thought we could look at that a bit more through that trust and connection lens as we're helping them pursuing their interests.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, um, this is the perfect example. Um, uh, for for us, so Finn, Finn showed a passion for all things technology very young. I mean, right down to watching how the Jolly Jumper worked instead of jumping. You know, <laughs> you know, this, this was, you know it's like, right? wow, that's... Yeah, it's like, it's like he's not jumping. He's just looking at the mechanics. <laughs> so it was like, okay, let's watch how this goes. <laughs> um, and so he very early on connected. Uh, and when we were, when he was in school, we really had no problem because this was part of these principles that we were embracing. You know, we were going to, I think he was six when the first iPad came into our house and it blew his brain. And he was just like, Oh, you know, you can yeah. see it. and he learned everything about it. It wasn't always just about gaming for him. Um, and so this passion, we just, you know, as he was in school, we're just giving him. you know, it was never an issue. This was great. And we were feeding it. It wasn't until we really embraced unschooling and began living that um, little things came up that we had to consider as as we were we were embracing and trusting and, and supporting him in this interest, um, very quickly, we discovered you know the time spent um, and at first, his computer he he earned money his own way at a farmer 's market and bought his first computer at eight, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. he put his computer up in his room. And he would spend a lot of time in there and I was coming in and coming out and I'm just like, not this isn't sitting well with me. And it's not the content, it's not the act. There's just was something that wasn't sitting well with me. Very quickly, it was the disconnect, right? He was upstairs, we're downstairs. He's not part of that, you know, that activity. So we literally shifted our house. <laughs> and we brought him down and put, you know, everything else up and brought him down to the main floor and gave him a space, a room, which was his computer room that he created for himself. So that instantly shifted that energy, right? Yes. And um, and he became part of the flow of our everyday world. Um, and... It, to us, it was wonderful, you know, because we were hearing the joy of the connections he was making online. We were being called in to greet, you know, to see these wonderful things he was doing. I could go in and talk to him. He could come out and you talk about dance. It very much is a dance and was a dance. Um, And then, ah, geez, about maybe a couple of years ago, there was a situation where, uh, doubt kind of came into our brains again about the amount of time that's being spent and, um, you know, productivity and games. And it, there were just voices from outside that were kind of permeating and uh, asking me really to evaluate the situation again. What's, why am I uncomfortable? What's happening here for me? Um, and that caused me to, to really make an effort to go and connect with Finn and really sit down and explore what are we, what are we doing? You know, what is it that you love? And from that, I discovered everything. I discovered the incredible creativity he has that he's, you know, where people would be painting incredible, you know, and we'd be going, wow, he's doing that online. You know, he's doing that on the computer. Um, You know, his love of sandbox games and what that means, you know? And so all of these things made me, calmed me in that. It made me think, you know what, if my son was spending all of his time uh, painting, reading, playing soccer, you know, no one would say boo about it. But the fact that he's doing this and spending his free time, you know, exploring his passion, who the heck are we to say anything about that? And once I did that, and you know Luke and I talked about that and he has a love of his own thing i mean he has a farm he works in his love you know <laughs> you know really yeah. and spends all his you know free time doing that so we get it and once we felt that way we could we could really release that other stuff that was coming at us and shift where we needed to in life so we can have you know people around us that embrace that and and since we've done that um It's, it's just been a wonderful, it becomes now, now it's just how we fit our life into his life, you know, as opposed to feeling as though we need to, he needs to come into ours and, and he needs to separate himself from that. And you need to do a, B and C or else we're doing you wrong or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so what I have found is once all of that kind of melted away, He actually is more connected than we've ever been with in and out and his time isn't as, you know, set in stone as we perceived it to be because he's he's actually more part of us than we thought. You know, all of these things have just kind of fallen into place and become part of that flow of life and living, right?
0: Right. Oh, my gosh. You know what? This is the connection that, that jumped out for me yeah. um, because that flow that you were talking about and realizing how he was flowing into your lives, I feel like that you discovered that because what you said right at the beginning there is when you were starting to feel that things were off, you joined him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and connected with him and learned more about what he was up to. That's been my experience as well. Every time I've started to feel off about something that one of my kids was interested in, Mm -hmm. I was the one who was missing information. I soon learned that, okay, they're really enjoying this for whatever reason. And I'm feeling like on the outside a bit. I'm not understanding why it's so interesting. And that's what's making me feel uncomfortable about it. And every time I took the step, and I learned more, and I learned more about what it was they were doing, about what it was that they were enjoying out of it. Mm-hmm. That's when our eyes open, right? We see, oh, it's like, oh, they're learning so much. The creativity that goes into it. So it every time, it's always been my work to do. Like My uncomfortableness is a result of my not knowing as much as I could about what they were doing. And what they were interested in, and what they were getting out of it—the joy, right? Why this was something that brought them so much joy that they were, you know, passionate about it, that they were diving into it for however long, you know, you know what I mean? So that piece of going and and making a stronger connection with them through understanding better what they're up to. That builds our trust in the whole thing. And then you know what? They can tell. They can tell when we're like because if we're uncomfortable, we kind of stand back and we're kind of waiting for them to come out. Like you said, we're waiting for, you know, him him to come out and connect with us because we don't really know how to connect with them because we don't understand enough about what it is that they're up to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when we can learn more about that, then we can be excited about something and go and connect with them as well. And then when they see that we're literally interested, not just in them as a person, but in what they're interested in, then they're also more excited and more apt to come and share little pieces of it with us. And just both ways, our connection grows stronger. And when our connection is stronger, we understand each other better. And that's how the trust bubbles up, isn't it? Absolutely. Does that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, um, the, the funny thing—I'll let that phone call pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the thing about Finn and technology is Luke and I are not technology people at all. You know, we're not computer people. I know your basics. I can type of good you know legal document <laughs> um, so they really for us it was hard to connect on this level because our brains can't wrap around it mm-hmm. um, We joke and, and Luke Finn mean, takes great pride I'm sure in the fact that he's our IT department you know yeah, yeah. anything needs to be done in the house it's him and he's been that for a very long time um, so it's been hard for us to feel confident to connect and be able to feel authentic about it but it's once that second wave, once we brought them down, and mm-hmm. then and then that second wave of doubt came in, I found a way to connect. Like I found a way to, sh- to be interested in it, um, and it wasn't hard. It just needed more time, right? And it needed needed more understanding myself of taking the time to ask the questions you know and in once you get the dialogue and the language then you're kind of off to the races I mean really <laughs> you know it's someone's
0: interests 101 right <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah and it's not that you need to become an expert in oh. their, their interest but it's in what is interesting to to them and that's how you begin to understand the pieces that that are shining for them, the pieces of whatever that interest is that are connecting with them. And I, I loved, I didn't mention, I forgot that um, bringing him downstairs, like offering him a room downstairs to set up his computer stuff and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's, that's again, another piece of just kind of thinking creatively mm-hmm. when, when something feels off. Right. And, and it just, it's so much easier for him to walk out or for him to call for you guys to come in and see. And it's so much easier for you to pass by and not forget because he's like a stairway away. You know what I mean? So yeah, just thinking out of the box that way is just so helpful. Like we've had so many different, I I love, you know, rooms just are, 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 are just rooms, right? They're not, this is the living room and, and this is the dining room. You know, they're they're whatever we need them to be and want them to be. And it's just, we have so much fun just kind of repurposing rooms every once in a while.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I just, we laughed because there was one room above the game room. Now we never, ever could figure out the purpose for it. And now Finn's bed is in it. It's perfect. And we're like, we finally have actually put furniture in this house correctly. How <laughs> it's going to fit now and <laughs> use it. <laughs> it was all for good you know uh, all
0: for the right reasons. that's awesome that's awesome I love that so what is your favorite thing about unschooling just nowadays
1: uh, nowadays uh, I have so many moments um because we're finally at a place in our life particularly now I mean the farm's been up and running for forest lifetime so almost nine years nine seasons now so I marvel almost every day at making choices in the path that brought us here and being so so grateful um for being able to have this time and I think and and it's happened it's more so like right now because right now we're at a really you know it's really all coming into place so it's it's just such a wonderful time for us so I think for me the favorite my favorite thing is just really living is every day we wake up and we don't know what the day is going to bring. We really honestly don't. Um, I mean, farming is so flexible and organic unto itself that it suits a beautiful unschooling life because you're just going with the moment and within the moment you can live and, and follow your dreams and passions and it allows for it. So right now it's really, the flow is really fantastic um, and exciting and exactly what 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 we kind of had envisioned when we went out on this journey and it's, it's not constant. I mean, (laughs) there's always ebbs and flows, but that's part of the journey too, because even in those moments of conflict and things we're we're connecting on a level that so many other people don't necessarily have that opportunity and I'm grateful for it. And I don't let it go past without that gratitude now um, because of the choices we've made. And I think that's exciting. Um, because it's taken me a bit to get to that point, you know, where you're yeah. like, no, this is, this is, in the moment, really working, I'm really great, and mm-hmm. really right. Um, yeah, so that's exciting for us right now. Um, on, on a practical level, I'm excited winter's here. <laughs> we're like, winter's coming, because we're off, we're done summer, so we're in <laughs> fall, and we're getting, winter usually means travel for us, um, and we're, we're heading back to New Zealand after seven years, so we're kind of excited for that. Um, and a lot of our days and times have been spent planning that because uh, we have we have about a month to play with and we have lots of things we want to do. So we're researching and talking about things and people we want to see. Um, so that's been very much our focus uh, now that the season's winding down. Yeah. Um, and I, I just... I'm, I'm excited. I'm always excited for where we're going. You know, part of my whole journey and even having kids is, it was always excitement to see who they are, you know, who are they turning into and rolling into and growing into. And I think, um, I'm excited for that. You know, that's also one of my favorite things and the kids, the age they are right now and any age really is just, it's always just so exciting. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh that's beautiful that's beautiful. I love I love the idea of seasons and the flow and discovering who your kids are, right? It's it is it's so fun and it's fun to think about how, you know, we're really focused on, you know, the connection and engagement and and you know, having fun with them. Yet as we were talking about before, it's not about the control that you can be so connected and, and spend spending time with them without needing to direct them anywhere that, that it's still a discovery, right? That excitement of discovery to see, you know, what, what they're interested in, where that might go, you know, what corners that might turn, you know, how, what they're learning about themselves. You know, it's not, it's not all, you know, Happy go lucky kind of thing, right? There's always challenges and and things coming, out. always, always, always. But I guess I go back to that that undercurrent of joy and excitement, just because we're living,
1: right? right. And I also think those 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 moments of you know conflict are part of living. I mean, really, it's the human experience, right? Yeah. yeah. And- it's through those moments um, that, that we grow and learn so much and connect at an even deeper level. So I embrace those moments too. And even in myself, you know, I'm certainly not perfect in any sense of the word. And, no. and, you know, control and and all these things come into play. But if I'm able to reflect, you know, and and kind of, you know, dissect and see where that plays in with everybody and be open and honest, then we can just – Move along and keep that flow going. Right.
0: That's right. That's right. Because we're growing into who we we want to be, um, and I mean that whole thing of of taking. It's hard. It's hard taking those challenging moments and saying that's okay. Right. Yeah. And and then doing the work to work through them, and you know exactly why is that feeling hard for me? You right. know to understand that because then we can bring that to the conversation. Right? right, and then and then they can help us, and and the flow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, well, I'm just I the same words over cause
1: it's awesome. <laughs> no. Well, I want to I want to say as well because I think it's important. Flow is such an important word, and it's something that you Anna, and Anna brought up to me, and it's the idea of it's not about balance, right? It's about flow. Um, balance is unstable, and it's hard to keep balanced. And there's a, there's a lot of work and control that's required for this. But once you accept flow in your life, that those moments are not something that make you off balance. They just help the flow move forward. You know, it's like a progression. So for me, it was a big deal when I realized it's not about balancing and making you know tilting something in a different direction. It's really about accepting and allowing. Right. And, and that, for me, was a big shift in mindset in terms of flow of life and, and, and accepting moments where there is conflict or there is, you know, unsettling. And to get back, to pivot back to the joy and, you know, to embrace the moments, it's, it's about accepting that flow. Oh,
0: so, that yeah. was so beautifully said, Liza. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It was so much fun. Thank You're you. Awesome.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> yay, yay. And before we go, where can people connect with you online? Oh, well, they can probably find us at the uh,
1: on Facebook or online Earth's Harvest Farm. So it's Earth, apostrophe S, Harvest Farm. Yeah, so we're on Earth. Facebook or .ca, and that's just our farm. Usually we highlight what we're up to and things like that. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. I will yeah. definitely put that link in the show notes. And thank you oh, very awesome. much again. Have a wonderful day. Bye. 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 I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey and be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes the conversations never go out of date and you can find more information about my books my patreon community and the childhood redefined unschooling summit at my website livingjoyfully.ca have a great day